0: everybody is i you all know
1: you are you and wheresoever beings exist throughout all galaxies it doesn't make any difference you are all of them and when they come into being that's you coming into being. yo 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 people how's it going so anyway this week on the ascent podcast I met up with a girl called Clara Werner. I think that's how you pronounce the second name. I'm sure she will let us off the hook with that one. But anyway, I met up with Clara in London a couple of months ago. This was honestly a pleasure of a conversation. had such a fun time chatting with Clara. We talked about so many things, all the way from intuition to dreams to UFOs to life being a movie. We touched on probably everything that we've touched on the podcast so far it was such a great conversation and over the last few months as well I've been really trying to make it a focus as well to try and get some more females on the podcast and I was really glad to make this conversation happen I really do want to bring sort of more of a feminine balance to the podcast as well and not just have not overloaded with loads of men <laughs> but this anyway I, I'm obviously made this one happen and I'm really glad it did Clara is really such an interesting person. I would definitely recommend checking out her YouTube channel. She talks about spirituality, consciousness, and everything else in between. And Just before we jump this one, I wanted to say, if you can, please consider becoming a patron and supporting the podcast. As you know, I've never bombarded this podcast in all the three years with any ads, stupid ads that don't serve you. Never did that. And the best way to support the podcast is through the Patreon page. It really helps me to keep doing what I'm doing. I really am at a point now with this podcast where I am calling out for your help. I really do need some help. I'm traveling all over the place now, recording conversations. To really help me to keep doing this, I really need you to sort of, if you can, find it in your heart and support through the the Patreon page. And even when you become a Patreon as well, there's now a feature where You get access to bonus podcasts and you can access them just exactly like you're accessing this now you just have to add your own private url to your podcast app to whatever favorite podcast app you use and that's simple that's simple as that that's all you have to do and every single week as i download a bonus podcast they will get downloaded onto your phone just exactly like these do so that's really cool allows me to give back to you and in the process you can support the podcast so all i'm asking you is please if you can find it in your heart support the podcast through the patreon page it really would mean the world so anyway enjoy this conversation with clara verner i know you're gonna love it So anyway, let's do this. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> one of the things I actually wanted to try and dive into and discuss with you was I was looking through your Instagram feed, and <laughs> one of the latest uh, one of the latest <laughs> posts that you were talking about was the the film that you were going to be doing. And basically, what it said was was you wrote a post talking about how life is one big movie. And I thought that was a good place to start this and see how, what ramblings we can talk about with it. Love it. But, okay. And I was trying to think about the <coughs> concept of what you wrote and how life is one big movie. In in my own, my daily life I definitely feel that life can be a movie at times. But to go a little bit deeper in terms of the characters we play in society cuz I feel my own self playing characters and different roles around 100%. different human beings and different people. Do you find 100%. yourself playing different characters and yes. roles around different groups of people?
0: Oh, definitely. I've always been like I don't know what it says about me, but I've always been a little bit of a like chameleon. So, whoever I am with, I can be vastly different. But it's funny you mention the movie that I was making, or this, you know, uh, mood board movie. It's very much a trait of that of having these various sort of ability or this ability to have these various faces and these various sort of um, characters. But I do definitely find myself returning to one. My main character probably, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Exactly that. Life is definitely a movie. Um, and <clears throat> I'm about to sound as cheesy as Stilton, but life's a movie and we are the actor and we turn up <clears throat> and we act on the stage of life. And I think the idea is never to get too caught up in it and forget that it's a movie. Mm-hmm. Because many people don't really ask the question like, oh, what am I doing here? Like, what what is this? You do. Your listeners certainly will. <clears throat> so we know the importance of that question. And when you start to answer that question, I, I feel like you get to a point. Especially, I've read a book. Um, where is it? It's up there somewhere? Tower of Spirit. Um, and the sort of mentality of the Tao is this sort of like, you are an actor. Don't forget that you're an actor. This is just a play to you know, for your soul to gain more wisdom and to, you know, become more free. And, and and less um bound by the bondages of life yeah. but it's it's a play that has to take place for you to have that realisation. So yeah. Yeah.
1: Do you do you think it's important to, to play them different roles, to tune into them different roles at different times because see for me, I'll try and paint a bit more picture for me in the context is yeah, yeah. is when an example I can think of in mine is when I was sort Of going through this transition of being a laddie lad sort of thing, yeah, to becoming sort of somebody who's I don't like the word more awake, but just sort of more introspective, yeah, introspection of my own yeah. mind. In trying to find your way through that, it's, it, it's a very hard thing, and you still have s- certain family members who oh, yes, who don't want to engage <laughs> in sort of t- conversations about spirituality or health or whatever, whatever it is, self help, whatever it is, yeah, and finding your way through that's a very hard thing and I find myself playing characters to certain groups of people compared to sort of, it feels like to me that, even though it's still, there's still always an act and still always a persona about everything, because the question of yourself, who is really you anyway, that's a big thing. Right. And I feel like even now, maybe it's, there's an act being played in front of the cameras and the, the microphone now. But do you think it's, <clears throat> have you, have, how have you played with that dilemma and playing the different okay, characters? Okay, so
0: as my partner, will back up i really struggle to see myself objectively like um i i really i can't see myself as if i'm looking at myself from a stranger so all i know is that i am switching between these ways of being but my i mean stas calls me incorrigible i really actually i'm very much one way and i can't have I can't prote- I can't not be myself. This is confusing because I'm saying I'm many characters, but also the same. But it, as paradoxical as that seems, I'm very much myself, and I don't really change that. But I can adapt it. Um. But in terms of like how that goes down with family, like um.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a difficult, <laughs> d- difficult dilemma. Do, do you think that? I was going to say the dog snoring as well. I hear the dog snoring. Oh, it's <laughs> my
0: baby dog. Yes, yeah, sorry, if he starts snoring. I was going to
1: say that's the dog saying to us that um, he's, he's a like, talking yes, crap. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, mm-hmm. What I was going to say before, when you were talking about the aspect of um, playing characters and stuff, and you said how life is a movie, like life is a movie sort of thing. Does does if you with that understanding, does that give you a? Does that allow you to not take life as yeah. less seriously? Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah for sure. If there's one thing that I definitely have realize about myself is that I have an ability to not take life as seriously as most people mm-hmm. I, I'm not trying to say that I'm you know yeah, better than anyone better than anyone yeah. or like any more like good at life all I'm saying is that I think through practice and probably meditation has had a big part to play in it through learning through getting to know myself that is that has been a big thing for me trying to decode the absolute puzzle of what the heck i am as a soul and as a person the more that i've done that and the more that i've understood myself and the world that i live in and the world that i came from i think it naturally becomes easier i think it naturally i think that you naturally realize oh that Nothing is really worth getting too worked up about. Mm. um Yeah, I am not sure. <laughs> I think that's probably what I mean.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I completely understand what you mean. <laughs> it, something I wanted to ask you as well is, is like I said before about trying to find your way through that. So like when you do start, the, the word that you used was really good. You said it, trying to find your own introspection in your mind, sort mm. of analysing your thoughts, sort of see because. Like I said to you earlier before the podcast, this podcast is, I've been trying to get a lot more sort of women on the podcast to sort of bring that sort of feminine balance to the -hmm, mm -hmm. the conversation. Mm -hmm. And I've asked this question to a few, like of a few men and things like that, who's been on the podcast, and I've asked the question sort of in the Monday world, how do you find yourself, find your way through that? And what, as a man in the world, what struggles do you find? Being sort of a, a woman and having that sort of feminine energy, what sort of, from a woman's perspective, what things are you trying to, have you struggled to sort of, find your way through when you've been transitioning from sort of sort of quote unquote mondia society trying to sort of have more introspection in your mind and
0: a big one and i was talking about this yesterday actually a big one has been sort of undoing the the sexual oppression on women and seeing myself as like a sexually liberated person who yeah. doesn't have to be ashamed about the fact that just because my chest is different to a man's yeah. <laughs> that I that, that that because I have to hide it because the law says so and I mean I I love hoodies and big clothes anyway so yeah. it's never <laughs> never a problem I pretty much dress like a boy most <laughs> of the time but <clears throat> in terms of just like yeah like it's your sexuality as a person and particularly as a woman is such a weird thing to tackle and that for me that was a big thing to that was a big um wall to knock down because when that happened i was i suddenly realized oh wait i can be as liberated and as um extroverted and as sort of i do what i want as a man can be and it often is um wait what was the question
1: i can't even remember (laughs) i was basically just asking how did i have any what's what's some of the struggles that you've whilst becoming introspective yeah
0: right yes um do you? Know the hardest one is dealing with the lack of introspection with everyone around you.
1: That's the hardest so thing. T- just to redefine that. So, what do so you mean by that? Just to-
0: when you become introspective, it's like suddenly a light has been shone in a dark room, right? And you can suddenly see Other in people's the dark Tendencies room. and things, and like then, that. right? It's like you're walking around in this like dark room, and you can see because you've taken your, <clears throat> you know, you've taken your blinkers off. But everyone else is still walking around with their blinkers on and bumping into each other and um I think people don't necessarily like to be taken out of their comfort zones, perhaps they don't like to. I, and I get it. I fucking get it. I don't know if you swear. You I swear to see what you want. I fucking get it. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking get it. Like it's so, it's the most uncomfortable, unpleasant thing. The most uncomfortable, unpleasant thing is having to come up against yourself mm. and, and, and all of your dysfunctions and all of the, you know, traumas that you didn't even realize sort of were having an effect today in your life and all that sort of thing that everybody has i'm not even talking huge traumas i'm talking i I feel like 10 little traumas adds up to one big trauma and so it can it can be you know something as little as being humiliated by like a a school teacher or you know being left out with your friends at school Whatever, whatever it is there are a million different examples you could you know use but the point is that all of these things you know give you a little chink in your armor yeah and eventually you have to look at your armor and be like wait is is this armor still doing its job or am I actually just you know using something which could just be taken off but it's that taking off of the armor which we've used to protect ourselves our whole life to take that off is the most terrifying part but when you do and you embrace vulnerability and you embrace the fact that I find, I find personally that the only real security is in the understanding that there is no such thing as security, really. Because life always has the upper hand. You know, chance, fate, whatever you want to call it, always has the upper hand. There is no such thing as security. There's no such thing as certainty. The only thing we can be certain of is change. The, the, the most powerful thing a person can do is to take their armour off. And just to you know, throw themselves at the at the feet of the universe and say, sort of, have your wicked way with me, do what you will. And then suddenly you realise, like I think there's a Terence McKenna quote. He says something along the lines of, you know, you leap into the void only to find that there's a, a feather mattress at the bottom. I love that. Yeah, and that's very that's very much my experience. Like fuck, that's my experience. <laughs> like I've been so, <clears throat> I've been so shocked by how there is a God, there is a guiding hand, I don't know who it is, call it God, call it Divine Mother, everyone has their word for it, but there is something, something there that is watching and rooting for you, but I think first you have to have faith that it's there, you have to have the courage to take your arm off, and then you have to have the the tolerance to then exist in the world with your armor off. Yeah. And that is where I think I've really struggled <laughs> because like, um, yeah, already I'm probably like far too outspoken and um, that can be quite isolating. And then especially when you start talking about all the things I start talking about on top of being too outspoken, yeah. <laughs> I really like can trigger some people. Um, but a, I don't actually care about that. Like, it, that's probably a good thing as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah, I, li- I, I love that. I like <laughs> I like before how you spoke about, um, you used technology of seeing that, of the waking up process, if you want to call it that, where you said about how everyone's in a dark room and then you've, you can see you've got a little light and you can actually see.
0: Yeah, and you're like, oh, shit, look at you guys running around, like, bumping into stuff. And it's like, but all you have to do is just realise that you just have this subconscious filter over your eyes and it is the filter of your subconscious which as you know is like the you know the 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 tip of the iceberg is your conscious mind and the big meat of your mind is the subconscious and most of the dysfunction that we face is because of that disconnection and that is the veil so as soon as you start trying to understand what's going on in your subconscious and start trying to extract the influences um in your life from your subconscious and be like, right, that's because of that, that's because of that, that's because of that. Suddenly you're like, I can see. (laughs) And it's like the most liberating thing ever. Whenever, and I've had some pretty shit things happen over the past few years. And I've just realized that I've just increasingly been able to take them. Because I see every shit opportunity or every bad thing that happens, or like every like misfortune as not a misfortune at all. Even the worst things. Yeah, I got robbed of like... How much did I lose, does Like 15, 12, 15 grand's worth of stuff? Like a real hit to the, everything I'd worked for. From the age of like... I moved out when I was 15 years old. And had to work from then on, pretty much, to, to survive. Um, <clears throat> and... like I lived (laughs) really because I moved all the way to Bristol Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and um, then I moved back to London and then I moved to America I've just lived all over the place but either way the the point is is I've always had to like earn all my money myself and do everything myself and I've not had any help from anyone um, up until more recently Which ironically is when I don't need the help anymore (laughs) It's funny how it comes back around Yeah exactly Um, But yeah um, I had Worked for Maybe like Approaching 10 years And I had bought You know just like precious things Like a really great laptop A really great camera Um, All of my Because I'm a musician I produce music I paid for like all of this software And like um, and, you know, I had my first ever tarot deck. Like, these are all tarot decks. So you can see I'm very into my tarot. <laughs>
1: Some awesome books around there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Love to read. When,
1: when you were saying before about <clears throat> the... It it sort of goes back to what I was initially said, talking about the life as a movie, and we play different characters. Yeah, yeah. But When you, were, you used back to technology before, when you used the technology of the, the dark room and the, the, he- the headlight, if one thing that I've noticed about that dilemma as well is that when you start your light sort of see metaphysically start shine on different people one of the big things that why i feel people get sort of what's the word i'm looking for the sort of start not liking that you're sort of evolving and things is because they have, have a character to. in your mind of what character in their own mind of what your character you are, is
0: yes, yes yes oh exactly that exactly that and um That makes people uncomfortable and
1: you're changing their script by you changing
0: oh my god that's so good that's so good that's exactly oh my god that's exactly it oh wow that's a really great perspective um i haven't really thought of it quite like that but that's perfect that would actually make a lot of sense um I always think that it's what well, I've always thought up until this very moment that it was probably because they just didn't like that you were asking these questions and then they'd have to look at themselves in that way but actually you're right it's because yeah, you're changing their paradigm quite a bit um <clears throat> and um
1: there's also the other aspect on the other side of things as well where I'm aware of <coughs> they actually have to realize that when they start seeing because there's something that happens on a i don't know what you want to call it you call it what anything you want but like maybe an energetic level that that unlocks within their mind because sometimes the key is the key to awakening is actually or whatever word mm-hmm, you want to say mm-hmm, it is to yeah. sort of when you start seeing someone else it unlocks something within you because i do feel like everyone already has it within them but if oh, you apparently. see someone else's path it actually unconsciously unlocks something within you and it's then like you a clue yeah and then you feel like you've got a From that position, people are aware that they have to. They may have to. They don't have to, but they may have to. Something may trigger in their mind where it forces them to start changing their habits, their patterns. And from that position, it can become very tricky because once the responsibility is on your own self.
0: Oh, exactly. And and you know uh, what? I always say this. People like, what I found fully is that people defend their ideologies and their perspectives of life as if it was. I say it's like, it's like their their idea of the world and how it should be and how they want it to stay. They defend it like it's a house, like it's yeah. their home. And that like, ironically, I was just mentioning about the burglary, but it's as if like when somebody comes with a challenging idea or a challenging com- concept, that it's almost as if their house is being, you know, like compromised. Like that. And that their security is being um, threatened. And that actually, and I wrote a whole frickin' essay on this, um, <clears throat> which I will put on my website, spiritvehicle.com. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, it's basically saying how we live in these, as long as we think we know something for sure about the world and our world and how things should and shouldn't be, we're we're, we're literally like erecting a, a, a glass house, a glass castle around us which is probably so detailed and so intricate and we know exactly what's where and why it should be like this and it's very beautiful. But all it takes is someone to come along and knock on the door really hard and the whole thing shatters. And you're like, fuck, like f- that thing that I have just spent so long holding on to has, and probably many times again, will be completely shattered. And so the idea is just to stay more flexible, you know, build a house out of
1: bamboo, play doh. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I like both of them, <laughs>
0: play doh or bamboo. Maybe
1: that's why in uh, in, in Asia and people like that, they're actually more balanced than the Western because of the, all the right. houses made out of bamboo.
0: And, and meta- <laughs> like, metaphorically, like symbolically, like I can't, perhaps, maybe they are more definitely in the Eastern parts of the world. People who may live in a bamboo house they are they they're not they don't cling to their stuff like we do you know like there's a saying i don't know who the frick said it i don't know if you do the more you own the more it owns you something like that did or maybe did you come up with that did i come up with that i don't know who came up with that but that's in my head um the more the, the more that you own the more it owns you And so if you were to live in a house, and I I mean, I reckon that probably even applies psychologically. The more you think you know, the more those certainties own your mind and and drive you out of a place of being open and receptive. Um, And that's why when I said about that horrendous freaking burglary, where everything that I'd worked and paid for, for 10 years, everything got stolen, everything that I loved and treasured, the glass castle got shattered in that moment and it was (laughs) it was such a weird reaction like as soon as i walked through the door i was like (laughs) (laughs) like just literally vomited like as when i realized like oh god everything i've just worked for and then as soon as i was sick and again so poetic probably some weird universal metaphor but uh, oh oh there you go (laughs) 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 Um, as soon as i threw up I sat up from the toilet and I was like, I'm free. Oh, my God, I'm free. Oh, I'm right free. On. Like, and everything that I love is still here. Everything that matters can't be burgled. Everything that means something is impossible for someone to come in. <laughs> it was shit, though, wasn't it?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, yeah, it was, it was shit. It was, it was shit. It was but, but, but... That was an example of my glass castle being shattered, and um, me thinking that having all of these material possessions and having all of these things w- was security <clears throat> and was prosperity, and having that illusion taken away was a painful thing. But a great, but lesson. the most I've never been more grateful for anything that that was a big that was a big thing there have been a few big things that have happened that um although most people would really shy away from them and be like oh that's the most horrendous thing to happen ever it's kind of like mm, yeah but for my soul i'm so much wiser for it and that's a hard thing to say that's a hard thing to say when someone's come and stolen all your shit or you know done something to hurt you or you know take advantage of you, or whatever it is you come out if as long as you're coming out of it wiser as long as your soul comes out of it wiser as long as your mind you may not remember the details but you remember how it's changed you and if it i i feel like if it's changed you for the worse maybe i shouldn't say this but perhaps it's just that you're not seeing it correctly yeah you know what i mean the lessons i don't, like I, don't lessons. I don't i don't want to say that and like upset anyone who's been through anything traumatic like I have to. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. I think, I'd, but, but I'd,
1: I'd, I'd, I know what you mean because adversity, I think, teaches you many different lessons, and sometimes yes. you might not be in tune to see the lessons that it's really trying to teach you, and you totally. just take it as an, a complete negative thing yeah, in your yeah, in yeah. your life.
0: Totally, exactly that. Um, but really, really, there is. I I feel like there is no life experience that's bad. I no, I, I, I really I really I really feel that I really feel that there is nothing that. Um, can't teach you something.
1: Yeah, I love that. Yeah. When, before, because what you were speaking about to me seemed you were speaking upon sort of attachment to materialistic or uh, materialist ob- objects yeah, and things yeah, yeah. like that. How do you? How do you, how have you cultivated that? So, like you said before, now you're probably in a position now where, I mean, I don't know <coughs> fully, but say if someone burglars your house, you've you, you've detached yourself from things being She's taken.
0: Just, I've actually I've lost stuff. I have had stuff stolen since then. You just what what uh, just just little things, not nothing quite as you know, mind blowing, but now it now it's just like oh well, I probably you know stole something from someone in a past life, and that's my karma coming back around. Like you know, it's just, um, do you know what it was? It was a realization that nothing that meant something really could be taken yeah that's all i need to remember now and it's just stuff and that don't get me wrong this is not saying that i'm not at all materialistic like I, I love stuff like who doesn't but um it's just that it doesn't hold very much value or meaning anymore yeah identity yeah it's not attached to my um i don't i don't hold it i don't hold it in high esteem it's just something to be used it's something to be enjoyed it's something to be you know looked at or something to be whatever it is it's it's something for the moment but it's never something to be clung to and if it gets taken away i believe that the universe is taking it away for a reason maybe you've got to attach to it maybe um it's not good for you maybe you need to understand what life is like without it i don't know but yeah
1: <laughs> yeah i love that there's a, there's a quote as well that it says just very similar to what you're saying there about the sense of attachment and things like that and it says that the man or woman who is easy to serve swiftly finds peace it says the more complicated we make ourselves the more complicated is the idea of ourselves
0: that is so and true it, it's just true sp- speaking on what you were saying before funny um <laughs>
1: don't be snoring doggy yeah Yeah. right (laughs)
0: you're gonna chill there oh my gosh look at his little hand on you dun dun okay if he starts snoring we'll put him down what what were you saying sorry um uh i i don't know if you saw i think it was like i think it was day before yesterday i wrote a whole post just like guys just be ordinary (laughs) Just be ordinary, like, just be ordinary. Everyone <laughs> out there being complicated and crazy, just try being just normal. Everyone's trying to be different. Everyone's trying to be like zany and like yeah. all that stuff. And and you miss the beauty and the simplicity in just
1: being, being
0: normal and simple and blending in and just, you know, being part of a whole rather than always trying to be that sort of one that's sticking out when really in a, in a body, in, in, the, in the, you know, in your, in your system, if something sticks out and something tries to not go along with the crowd yeah it's called cancer <laughs> you know and, it, and and it can multiply and it can cause dum, dun. come on mate mate <laughs> sorry <laughs> and it can cause you know your body to <clears throat> try and fight it because that's what a body does that is what a system does when there is something that sticks out too much and tries to you know, cause trouble within a system. Yeah. The rest of the body attacks it. The system attacks it. And whilst that's not always a good thing, there is a good, you know, often there are people that, you know, uh, break out of the norm and, you know, try and change things for the better. Um, that's a thing. then there's also where it's just like, you're just trying to be different. And I found now, especially these days, Everybody's trying to be different and now that's sort of become the norm and that's become quite poisonous. And we've lost the beauty of working as a system and everybody finding something to relate um, or, or to relate to other people is yeah. actually such a beautiful thing. And to find commonality between people is such a beautiful thing, rather than always trying to be, I would see like adverts that, do you know what it actually was that triggered this? Like little like spur of ranting. Um, I saw this ad and it was on Instagram. You know how Instagram just like just absolutely spams yeah, you with ads. ads. It's so crazy. But it was this bracelet ad and um and and the bracelet, like the, the slogan was just like, Dare to be different for a freaking bracelet and I, it was just like a bracelet that looked a little bit spiky
1: and i was just like but that's what the instagram and stuff does it pulls on obviously this is like deep psychology and it's pulling on people's strings it, it knows exactly how to pull know, people sort and of. it
0: knows when you're what day of the week you're most vulnerable yeah. what day of the week you're feeling the most insecure and it will start pitching certain things to you what day that it you knows that thursday is the day that women feel they're most you know confident and so it will you know th- uh, advertise like Um, like beauty products especially on a Thursday like it's so crazy but this whole thing of trying to be different is the thing that really triggered me because I was just like oh god this is an ad that's going out to like thousands of people like this is like if every one of us bought one of these bracelets no one would be different but that's actually what's happening that's actually what happening everyone is trying to be different and by virtue of that we're all just becoming the same and that's that's not a bad thing I don't think that's a bad thing but
1: Put the dog over there. Oh, it's okay. so <laughs> in the dun, dun dun.
0: Stairs. The dog's snoring. He's come back on the stairs.
1: The, the mics will be picking it up. Please. There'll be loads of people giving comments oh, saying, One snores, all right, but two, three, oh, four. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, okay, do worry. you want me to just say something again? Yeah, no, go. Just I go? Is, do you reckon. No, no, that's me? fine. Just, okay. just Just see what you're <clears> going to
0: say. Um. Oh, gosh, you look so pale. Oh, <laughs> um. Yeah, I just. I just think there's a real beauty to just not actually being this sort of like crazy different character and that if you naturally are that you just sort of are it's not something you ever have to try to be and advertising to us you know, be different is um, is is then making a sort of situation for everybody where that being different is uh, false yeah and I think different quote-unquote different people I just born that way. And they don't have to try to be it. And they just... You know, I've got a friend who, <laughs> as much as he could ever try to be normal, he just never... I say normal, quote unquote, yeah. normal. Yeah, 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 he just never could be. And um, because of that, he would never try to be different. He just knows that actually, quite often, being different is very uncomfortable and this goes full circle back around to what you first asked me about how do you deal with the sort of discomfort of becoming more introspective becoming introspective properly introspective i'm not talking you know the sort of like spiritual decoration that most people sort of entertain where we um use certain you know pop words and also i'm talking about when you really sit down and you're like right am i a prick like am i a really shit person (laughs) like when i did that to that person or when i said that to that person or when i did this or when i have this addiction or when i have this tendency or when i have this or this or this why is that and then you don't try and blame anyone else you know and you don't try and put the fucking responsibility on anybody else but yourself that's a really horrible thing to do and so not many people bother really doing it um, and but you can always tell when people have because they ask questions and you're like, aha, you you've been doing that. Yeah. But that that I find is what makes one different is when they're actually really digging down into that pain, really like accepting whatever the heck comes up. Um, <clears throat> and the truth is, is that I'm not saying I'm different, but I have tendencies which are uncommon and. It's, it's not actually a good thing or oh, it's a good thing it's not a very nice thing it's not yeah. a very comfortable thing um but yeah i don't even know why i'm talking about being different now I've forgotten <laughs> that, was a good point. Really good.
1: that was a really good point in, <laughs> in on speaking on the terms of because for me that sounds to me it's, it's it's trying to because i completely understand what you see what you're saying but at the same time it's how do we know who our authentic self is because just yeah. like the example you give before about how you said instagram Sort of pulls on the psychology and what Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it knows exactly what you want on a psychog- <laughs> psychological level. It's the question is, is, how do we become our authentic self when the world around us is telling us on Monday to be this person, on Tuesday to be that person, on Wednesday you need this, and on Thursday you need this bracelet? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is your Thursday bracelet, insecure girl. Um, okay, <laughs> um, bless you. Um, oh, how do you know how'd
1: we find because
0: alright my litmus test for authenticity is the very very basic question of what is my first emotional reaction to this not my second not my third not the thing which I then feel like I should have f- felt or the thing that I then try and make myself feel So that whoever I'm with or whoever I'm speaking to will approve of my reaction. What is the first thing that I feel when someone says, oh yeah, buy this thing. This thing's better for you. Like for me, if someone advertises something like, you get like fucking like anti-aging cream. Like (laughs) what is that? That To me, that is like the craziest thing ever, but it's a thing. And so when someone... Advertises anti-aging cream to me I just can't deal with that concept but yeah um my first reaction is not okay I think a lot of people's first reaction would be oh shit anti-aging cream get uh, oh because I'm getting older oh okay because my skin needs to get older oh okay so that makes me feel insecure because I feel insecure I'm gonna think oh I need to feel better about my how i now feel insecure so that i impress this person or so that i can do this or whatever it is and then they'll act on their perhaps fourth fifth sixth emotion whereas for me the litmus test is when something is presented to me in life what's the first thing i feel and you've got to you've got to be constantly aware that you're about to do that and it's like you've got to just catch it because it will slip by and be transmuted into all sorts of other things but if something's presented to you and it makes you feel like shit for a brief second it's not good for you yeah that's not you if something's presented to you if you see something that's you know maybe a little bit unpopular or like okay so for me i'm like a wild astrological researcher like i love this stuff like oh my god i could talk about astrology literally from the moment i wake to the moment that i close my eyes at night um but i understand that most people don't really find that that interesting mm. and um f- the, the 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 thing that's really made me become familiar with my authentic self is through discovering these passions discovering that I felt a little bit humiliated if I tried to talk about my passion and someone would initially like be like oh yeah don't give a fuck about that oh oh yeah that's just bullshit and that humiliation and that like oh oh fuck like oh I feel silly now that was the first emotion and so I go okay wait but if I care about this thing if I re- th- if I really love this thing does it matter if I feel humiliated because someone else doesn't like it the answer is no so there there I'm in touch with my authentic self I've 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 seen me clearly through the glass the glass is clean there she is and um that uh that 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 applies to everything you can do that with everything and i feel like when you are eventually in your life having the universe present various different experiences and people and events to you and when your reaction to them is always your first reaction and that then you, when you, whatever you're acting on is that first emotion,
1: then you're authentic. So, so that's, I love that, by the way, and it really is a good point. <laughs> so, a question I'm asking myself is so do you think that first initial impulse is from your intuition? Do you think it's because I think we a lot of me, yeah. obviously, we know we make a lot, lot of decisions in life from our headspace. Yeah. But for me, the way you were describing that, was really like you put it really well. It's intuitive. It felt sure. to me that that was you using your intuition because when yep. you do you do see in life when you normally when you when you even when you scan a room the first initial thing is is the intuition what's the vibe of this room exactly what's the, first, it's the first thing
0: yeah but a lot of people a lot of people are so sort of in their heads in their well they're they're so in their idealistic version of how they'd like things to be or how they want things to go that they're tuned out of their intuition and so when they walk into a room that sort of sensor, that, that you know, detector. Yeah, the is is off. Or or it's not off, it's never off. But it's got so much shit in yeah, front of it dim, that it, so many dim. filters it's gotta come that you know, the experience has to come through before it even gets a sniff of intuition that they don't the intuition is just like got is like a little whisper compared to the screaming shouts of their insecurities or or their expectations or their, you know, their hopes and or dreams for the situation. But talking about in um intuition I uh have the coolest fact, and I don't know if you know this already, but I'm big into I I uh I really, really love exploring um my intuition and working with it, <clears throat> exercising it, growing it. Um and I discovered this recently. It's a I mean, I think there are quite a few studies um on this particular phenomenon. But there's something called local sidereal time. And it happens for it changes every, like a few minutes every day. Right now, it's occurring about midnight, but essentially, it's when what is called the galactic center. But I usually restrain from or I refrain from using words like galactic and stuff because I have a questionable view of the world and all that stuff. I don't know about galaxies and all that anymore. Um, but it's called the galactic center. Basically, it's the constellation. It's a constellation called Mula. When Mula is rising on the eastern horizon um this thing which is known as the galactic center but basically the center of this you know whatever the stars in the sky are there's one point and in, in the sidereal zodiac it's right at the beginning of uh, the zodiac sign known as sagittarius <clears throat> when that lines up with the eastern horizon your psychic abilities your abilities to, uh, um, do, uh, remote viewing, your psychic or energetic or spiritual healing powers, they all increase by 400%. Now, to me, that's like...
1: In, well, just to break that down as well, because there's a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, that, yeah, I mean, myself as well. I'm okay, obviously skeptical. So I'm not skeptical. I'm, I'm yeah, completely yeah. willing to hear what you say, but way. I'm also <laughs> skeptical, skeptical <laughs> on it as well. Yeah, yeah but no, just
0: that, that's the, that is that is, is the most important thing. Is that you're always skeptical, actually? Yeah. A lack of skepticism is. But I'm also aware I'm a numb, real hole Yeah,
1: I'm numb to that as well. To numb to the sensations of what you're talking about as well. Okay,
0: so um, let me give you an example. I have this. It's called an ESP trainer. And basically it's where there's these four colored squares so I've got, It's a game on my phone or an app on my phone rather it's these four colored squares and you have to look at the squares and intuitively guess which of the squares has a photo behind it so when you press the button the square either you're wrong and it says no or a photo appears of like a you know, bit of scenery or whatever now if I was to play that at, you know not 13:30 sidereal local sidereal time which is the exact time it's always 13:30 local sidereal time which is when moon is rising on the eastern horizon if you were to ask me at any other time to do this test maybe it gives you 24 goes maybe i'd get 6 maybe i'd get 8 when it's this 13:30 local sidereal time I'm getting like fourteen, sixteen out of twenty four and if you imagine that each time there's four four options, the chances of that are actually you know not that great that you'd get the answer right yeah. that many times and you can you and, and you can exercise your your intuition really it really is for me anyway like a very little slight physical feeling mixed with a little sort of whisper on one side of my head. I feel like whenever I get intuitive information, it comes from a certain place in your head and when you think. When I th- when I think, my voice in my head comes from the back. It's like whatever car is thinking, she's at the back. But when I get information intuitively or psychically, whatever you want to call it, it's always in the it's always from one side. It's always almost to the left or to the right whereas Clara is in the middle and so this ESP trainer you basically become familiar with this intuition whisper you become aware of what it feels like when your intuition is communicating with you so that when it happens again you're like ah that's my intuition let me just act on it and then when it gets proved to be accurate you're like okay right that's a reinforced awareness of what my intuition feels or sounds or you know behaves like and so when this uh and, and and it's something which is there have been literal like scientific or you know uh, there there have been like legitimate studies yeah. into this 1330 local sidereal time thing and people who do remote viewing which is i i am I'm, I'm sure
1: you know about remote have viewing. You have, yeah i've done a, a podcast a, on it had right? a guy called i think we had russell tag on like yeah like yeah i readers. saw
0: i saw um
1: and also dean reading as well.
0: Yeah, so so remote viewing is a freaking weird thing. Like I've I've been practicing it more and more over the past like couple of years and it's a very very strange thing. You just it, I mean, you know what it is. And and it's never it, done it personally, just, but I've sort it. Yeah, of... well, I I literally geek out over this stuff 24 hours a day. Even in my sleep I'm you know doing dream yoga and trying to oh. um you know bring more and more lucidity into my dreams and i i literally live for this stuff this and music i, I want to I just jump in a second because i want yeah, to yeah, do so many
1: stuff uh, let's talk i want to touch on dreams as well with you and see Ooh, what you think yeah. thoughts about dreams well, but uh, what was the nose. one point i wanted to talk about intuition i wanted to keep on that theme with you and see see what your thoughts are on this because just nose. with you <laughs> The way that you're speaking about intuition there is—you seem to me that someone who's very in tune with your intuition, and like I'm a Pisces. What can I say? And, and like, and like we're seeing. <laughs> oh, that was that wrong way. I'm a Pisces. What like, can I say? <laughs> like we're saying before about how a lot of people. Are on a, I do feel that like everyone has this, has the ability to tap into that deeper level of intuition Absolutely. and understand of it. but there there is something where, I mean, probably I, know, I feel it within myself where I'm probably numb to it as well. I mean, I know over the last few years. My, I can feel where my intuition has actually made more choices in my life yes, and, yes, I've, yes, yes, and it's yes. guided us and I've been yeah. in tune with it. Just that
0: knowing, one. Yeah, right? yeah, the knowing, yeah. of course. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: there's something, I do feel that there's something to the human species as a general where mm-hmm. we've lost touch with the intuition mm-hmm. and I was watching a, a documentary, the I don't know if you've seen this, it's called The Pyramid Code on Netflix.
0: Oh, I definitely watched that. I yeah. watched that, I think, a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really yeah. interesting. I can't remember it now. But there, was an
1: episode, <laughs> there was an episode basically talking about, on the sense of this sort of spiritual, I don't want to call it spiritual, we'll just call it intuition, on this intu- intu- intuitive connection yes. to to a larger reality yes. around us yeah. that we can tune into. And I do get a sense that, that my own intuition does, it is pulling on something or connecting mm-hmm. to something that we that we don't understand you can call Dude. it the divine you can call it Dude. God yes. you can call it consciousness yes. whatever it is there's is something that is guiding us in, it, uh, through our intuition but I do feel that through that documentary that as a human as a species we've lost what's the word I'm looking for our line we haven't lost line. it but it's our diet line is foggy yeah it's, it's foggy it's <laughs> foggy and I feel that in th- things that I've I mean everyone who listens to this podcast knows that we've explored ancient cultures of the past and my theory is that not only were they, they were more advanced than we oh, let to believe now. My guy. Yeah, not only yes. were they more advanced, but they had, to go even deeper, I feel that they had a different level of known. And that different level of known was connecting to that... That intuition. Sort of I don't know what you want to call it, you can call it a spiritual sense or something else, but they had a different lens of reality, the way that they perceive everything around us.
0: Absolutely. We we've evolved materially and technologically, but by by virtue of that, we have de evolved spiritually, we've de-evolved intuitively, we've de evolved psychologically. Because at the end of the day, if you look at the way animals function, they don't have to speak to communicate. They just they communicate just by you know, There's also thoughts. They also
1: communicate in ways that we don't even understand as well. Well,
0: and and, and I believe what that medium of communication is is the same with you communicate. Don't you astral project? So when you have astral projection, actually, even like fuck astral projection when you're just dreaming. Yeah. You Always. never when in dreams. If I'm talking to a character and a, and a dream character talking back to me, it's very very rarely by the mouth. You know when you're having a communication in a dream it's never really that the sentence is being said to you it's more just sort of like a conceptual package it's just sort of being sent to your consciousness from someone else's in my experience anyway yeah, i that's really well,
1: trying to analyze because i'm very lucid i have a lot of lucid yeah dreams, i was just trying to see it next time her.
0: it's almost like it's very rare that you look at somebody and when they're saying something to you their mouth is matching what they're saying in my in my dreams anyway um <laughs> but yeah and and so that's called there's books by Robert. Monroe, you know the far journeys, yeah, journeys out the, the body as well. Oh, what, Monroe. Yeah. Oh, the, he, oh, sorry, sorry. He's sorry. someone sorry. that worked from the Monroe Institute. oh Sorry, my mistake. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, someone <laughs> <just laughs> else. <just laughs> he one else. Yeah, he, yeah he, he's died now. Actually. Yeah, yeah. But I know he's got um, family Campbell members on, though, who worked. Tom Campbell, who wrote My Big Toe. Yeah. Oh my I spoke gosh. to
1: Tom Campbell about f- six episodes ago.
0: You're okay. I haven't seen that. Please remind me.
1: Yeah, I will do.
0: <laughs> I read My Big Toe. I've got his i've got um my all three my big toe books um on audiobook like and and i had no idea when i started listening to i think it was the second one that he was related to or or like associated with robert monroe and robert monroe is the person who i'd say probably initiated everything that sort of spun out into what it is in my life now he got me into astral projection he got me questioning what the fuck life is like he he, he's one of the
1: first sort of drug-free pioneers of consciousness absolutely and and that's
0: for me anyway because you know I like to party um for me when I'm exploring my spirituality it has to be separate from you know drugs and things like that except from when I'm doing you know like mushroom ceremonies or something like that but for me that is the only way really To explore it in a way where you can be sure that you're not being uh, deluded or tricked, or you know, um, uh, you're not just um, experiencing your the 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 chemical reaction, well, or, or the contents of your subconscious in a way that is sort of, yeah, I don't know um there's I a ty- understand there's, what you're saying. you know what i mean like things like astral projection i really prefer not to do them when i'm on any sort of substance whether i've had a drink whether i've you know smoked weed like whatever it is
1: i think as well you've got to honor, honor the medicine because people speak about psychedelics yes. as medicine but and also, as exactly. as a dream and also as lucid dreaming also is yeah
0: yes 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 many of the and things. and i feel like like i actually have a crazy um neurological condition where the cure is magic mushrooms so um I have had to have many experiences with them and they are oh, just the most divine things ever are they not um, <clears throat> but in terms of exploring your you know the astral planes and where your astral body can go and where your consciousness can go
1: it's better sober it really is well, do you think here's a question there's so many questions honestly oh, so I'm lo- many questions I lo- lo- really love talking there's oh, so much yeah, this to is talk literally about. so much fun uh, the question <laughs> I want to ask you is, is do you think when I was, you know, I was speaking before about this this sort of tapping this intuition that we've sort of numbed down yeah 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 do you think mushrooms heightens that state because oh, I've had an ex- sure. I, was, I was speaking to me best Acid. friend about it
0: in my experience is the most potent yeah. for heightening intuition
1: <laughs> I was speaking to me good friend about this the day <laughs> and we did a mushroom trip together where my yeah. friend went in the woods and we took mushrooms oh wonderful and we both said that we felt like we were Opening up some sort of pathway or, or tuning yeah. into something that is already there, but it's not, not on a level. But I feel you're op- like on
0: the phone to Mother Earth. Yeah. yeah.
1: But also the insects the insects and the bugs and the bees <laughs> and the yeah. animals around you also. Yeah. Feel, it, it seems to be like that welcome, they know. welcome. That they know. Yeah. Yes,
0: I completely. Know. Yes, that's so fascinating.
1: So I just want to say that it feels like that there's something that that is that system yes, is completely. accessing something that is always there, but we just. We've we've lost touch with it.
0: Which well, you know, I have. I've learnt so much about this from my friend Dakota Wint, who has a podcast. He's this is his this is his um, brand hoodie. Stay happy, stay cool. weird. That was cool hoodie that was. Stay thing. happy, stay weird, which is a brilliant name, and um, very much like his sort of ethos. And he he's taught me a lot about how you know, there are theories that like Jesus, what Jesus was, was like a mushroom.
1: From like psychedelic trip. A psychedelic, yeah,
0: yeah, we had a, yeah. And I, like, I get it. I get we, it. Of course, I we, think we, had
1: a, we had a guy in the podcast where he jumped in called uh, Jerry Jeremy. Oh, I can't remember his yeah. second name. Look, I Jeremy. I'm at something. Jezza. Jeremy something. Yeah, <laughs> <is> Jeremy <Jezza, yeah>. something. <laughs> Jeremy something. Anyway, and he went around all these sort of ancient temples and uh, yeah, cave paintings and stuff. Yeah, and he said that yeah. he believes that Jesus was actually the yes. the story of Jesus was actually him taking a mushroom ceremony. Yes, and, ingesting, and the there's mushrooms.
0: a theory that you know got that massive wall hanging of shiva there there's a theory that shiva was a you know a, a, a blue mushroom you know there's I, I don't know how you know much that it's actually based in reality or truth but what i know is that these theories are fascinating my friend dakota has a video on his youtube channel where he talks about this you know this theory that jesus was a mushroom or a mushroom trip yeah and um, there's a, I, I think, a reverend or a vicar or, you know, a, a, a someone who's very, very dedicated to their religious path, um, who I think has a book about this. And it just sounds so, I wonder if it's the same person. Might be. Might be. a few people who wrote this Yeah, he's English. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely amazing. Um, but what we're saying about the, uh, the fogginess sort of coming away... My partner and I, on our second date, he'd never taken LSD. And because I have to take
1: these... What a second date, by the way. I beer. know, but we, like three
0: and a half years later, we're still like crazy, like, you know, happy and in love. So obviously did something right. Um, but we took... On Keep our, slipping that
1: in his, in, his, in his cup of tea every day. He wishes. <laughs> um,
0: so, yeah, we... Um, because i have to take this. this is what's so nuts hallucinogenics are the cure to this crate. they're called cluster headaches i've got a video on youtube that i did with a friend of mine um v1i who has like a, a channel where he talks about hallucinogenic drugs and so i did a video with him about how these hallucinogens lsd mushrooms you know uh even things like i think mescaline and um pcp although yeah. i accidentally smoked pcp once and that was the worst day of my entire life um but the the point is these hallucinogenic drugs or these dissociative drugs for some reason particularly acid shrooms and dmt stop this condition that i have so our, se- our second day i had to i, w- I was due a trip um if uh, just just to explain if i don't take them i experience the worst pain a human can feel now that is very interesting when you think about it it's a condition called cluster headaches and they are if you google most painful conditions known to medical science cluster headaches is always number one it's the worst thing ever it's literally like your face is being ripped off um, and the only thing that really go there's no cure but the only thing that really makes a difference and stops them from occurring for sometimes months at a time, sometimes years at a time, depending on your sort of personal makeup, is hallucinogenics. Which is just I mean, well, have,
1: you, have you seen incredible. it's funny you're saying that because have you seen the I mean, I know... Like, my understanding is that I don't think psychedelics is for everyone. I just want to quickly say that. Oh, 100% no. But in regards uh, to you what you were saying...
0: See- you actually can watch them do some real damage. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: in regards to what you were saying before about yeah. how it, it it actually feels like it's healing you in some sort of sense and you can feel physically your headaches and stuff. Oh, there's well, a I there's there. a new study that came out. It was, I think, it was ayahuasca, I think it was. Yeah. And they, they broke down the sort of the chemical interactions between when that is ingested in your system on a biological level, what's going on. And there was some scientific research I mean people will have to look like up. up. I'll obviously yeah, probably yeah. butcher it Links. But <laughs> the, the diagrams were showing that how neural connections in the mind were actually being rewired and sort of it was sort of and like that's a why f- it can no c- fungus
0: cure like depression and that
1: yeah you know like the yeah. fungus yeah 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 it was sort of like the fungus was taking Oof. over certain cells within the mind how
0: beautiful people will have to look at that themselves well I know that I'm I have okay uh, is that camera still on I yeah, put is, this yeah. just oh, making, I was shit. just making sure it was on you Come am like sat here like um I have, I am not an anxious person. I have very, very little anxiety. However, I'm quite a depressive person. <laughs> and um, I can't speak, so what my point is, I can't speak for how good it is for anxiety. But I, ha- I have, you know, depressive tendencies perhaps where yeah. I can just be like, oh God, it's, you know, life is just too fucking much. Like, ugh. And then when I have to take these mushrooms for this condition that I have, it's like... The, all that weight's just taken yeah, off for deal, like but... three months afterwards, and I'm just like a new. It's literally like I'm a new person, um, and that's fascinating. You say it's that it's like a fungal thing. I, yeah. Imagine what that looks like.
1: Well, that's from saying, the imaging that it showed. It was oh, so
0: you, there's actual imaging, sort of
1: imaging. Yeah, it was wow. sort of the, the weird sort of. I don't know if it's just someone's artist how... depiction okay. oh, of, yeah, yeah. of it. Just you mean
0: you mean like um what are they called the? Oh, I wish Dad was here. He knows the words. They, the, the um the little things of fungus they're called like
1: the mycelium network mycelium <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah I watched a documentary of a guy who said mycelium in this particular like, mycelium and now that's one of my favourite words well do
1: you know actually the a the, the theory that the most intelligent the most biggest and in- intelligent thing on the planet is actually the mycelium network that's Shh, underneath all our feet right now
0: stop it well this documentary I watched was terrifying really terrifying these things are <laughs> terrifying <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> They are so intelligent and yeah so that's that's really incredible and how I'd love to think that Jesus lives in a mushroom and when you think about mycelium potentially being the most intelligent things on the earth or whatever whatever you said that sort of even reinforces that.
1: Or the mushrooms or the mushrooms just this is experience that I've had is the mushrooms actually tell you that you are God.
0: You know that movie that I made. <laughs> you know that whole thing that I just made. Yeah, it's literally that 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 poor nakshatra. <laughs> if you don't know those words, I know how crazy that sentence just sounded. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the poor vabadrapada nakshatra mood board movie that I just made, which is basically it's a is a, a movie about a constellation, um, <clears throat> which some people have a main planet in their birth charts. They're, this is astrologically speaking. They have a main planet there, which means that constellations energy is working very very potently through them um pulverbadrapada is the stage where if you have a planet there your soul has experiences like taking mushrooms where it goes oh shit oh shit god's not something outside of us god's something that's working through us And looking at you, actually, I'd love to look at your birth chart if you don't mind, because the fact that you've just said that and looking at you, yeah. <laughs> like I wouldn't be surprised if you actually had poor the badger Pratt in your chart quite prominently. Actually, I'll have to do it after the podcast. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'd love to. Um, and um, yeah, what were you saying before that?
1: Yeah, but something else, it doesn't it doesn't matter anymore. But something else I want to speak upon was when you were bringing up dreams before. Oh yeah, about lucid dreaming because I'm somebody who spoke about this on the podcast many times about lucid dreaming. I would love to sort of see what you think of that what that realm is and what's sort of going on okay so sorry
0: i've got hay fever <laughs> so i'm just gonna sort my nose out
1: because um, it is a fast it's a really fascinating realm it's in my the opinion. most fascinating
0: yeah and interestingly when we look at your birth chart i'd like to see where your moon was because people who have um an ability to lucid dream quite easily very often have their moon hanging around their twelfth house or something like that so i have my moon in my 12th house which means my dream life is extremely active and my 12th house is in pisces which is you know very intuitive sign and all that stuff so i get a lot of information from my dreams i get guidance from my dreams if i go to bed at night and i have a question on my mind it will get answered through my dreams um the dream realm is just about to me other than the celestial heavens which i can you know explore astrologically the dream realm is just about the most fascinating thing in the universe or the You
1: universe, because <laughs> um, <laughs> it is all in you, innit? Yeah, so the you universe, like Dennis McKenna, we had uh, Dennis McKenna on the podcast. Terence was brother. You did it He said, he oh my said It always sticks me in mind. He said, "What is inside <laughs> and what is outside?" Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: Because that I feel like, and I say in my moot, my poor movie, is whatever is outside and whatever is inside. Like, and I had this realization when I was high as heck. They're like, they're like mutually independent. Oh, sorry, sorry, mutually dependent. So you need the other one for the other one to exist. You know what I mean? And so exactly that of like what is outside and what is inside. What is outside is from inside, or you know what I mean? I, I'm I'm kind of butchering so this the, no, explanation. No, no, I know What I mean, but the way the
1: way I can sort of, if this is our correct you, right? This is the way I think about it is because is the question I keep asking myself is. Is I'm I'm a, I'm in a situation now where I believe that this is this whole thing that we're looking at now is like, I looked at like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah not the not the ghost in the room <laughs> but this whole thing this whole physical reality that's around us right now is of ourselves I do f- I do mm. I don't know but I just I get a sense that that's what it is and I, s- I feel that's what the dream realm is as well yes and that's what I think it shows you sometimes absolutely is that, there's a the there's dilemma.
0: a guy uh... oh, I really hope I get this right think it's robert wagner if it's not
1: um robert is amazing we had him on the podcast three times
0: oh stop it right now yeah
1: i don't want to keep name, dro- name dropping yeah i'm speaking to him next week as well in london but i don't <sighs> want to keep name dropping but you have no to, no name to drop away because you are literally
0: like I, I needed you to name drop then because i thought i got the name wrong <laughs> yeah, he's a really so, yeah fascinating robert guy. wagner charlie morley
1: yeah i've had him on as well oh
0: yeah. he's he's so lovely and his books and his I I listen you know, Charlie Morley actually, his books I listen to because he's such a wonderful speaker. Yeah, like the way he puts things makes I mean he actually is who him and Robert Wagner, Charlie Morley and Robert Wagner are who reinforced my passion for my dream life. Robert Wagner Big did. For me as well. time. Yeah. Yeah. And um like you said about how the dreams sort of are coming from you definitely there's I also feel like there's a, in my experience there's there's so much that I learn from my dreams that it's got to be coming from somewhere else as, as well <laughs> um um but also um in the way that when you're in the dream before you start to introduce lucidity and awareness in into your dream world um and I still get it now have have no faith that when I'm in dreams very very often the majority of the time I'm still convinced that while I'm in the dream that that's real yeah you know it's definitely not the it's definitely not the more common situation for me to be aware that I'm dreaming um <clears throat> for the most part, I'm convinced that my dream is real while it's happening um but then when I wake up and I realize, oh shoot, that dream was happening for me to solve that issue in my life in my oh uh, well, in what is potentially a waking dream yeah. this life in this physical reality. and then when we wake up from the dream and we have that awareness, we have that realization of oh okay, that wasn't real could it have could it be the case that that's what death is and when we die we sort of wake up and go oh or we have an opportunity to wake up and realize we have an opportunity at the moment of death they say that the moment of death that's why you know you get like the Hare krishna people who chant and at the moment they're dying and because it it keeps your mind where it needs to be just like when you wake up from a dream and you can forget it I feel like when we die, this is just a personal theory. I, what the fuck do I know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe at the moment that when we die, if we just keep in mind what's important to keep in mind, and I, there's something that I learned from Charlie Morley about what you're supposed to remember when you die. But my, my theory is that, it, yeah, when we, when we wake up from life at death, we realize that this was just another dream. This was just another sort of you know God dream, if that's what you want to yeah. call it, to quote Kanye West. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just like um, Bill
1: Hicks life is just a ride.
0: Yeah, oh, Bill Hicks is like oh, man, I wish he
1: was a lifestyle yeah, legend. I wanted to speak up upon some before because I'm with you on the, the for my my own dreams, I'm a very lucid dreamer. And i have very vivid dreams as well and mm. I, I do set in, in a way i do separate them two things because so i think the, definitely. It, definitely in my one heading me mean, just to contextualize it but uh, <laughs> the i do feel that the realm of lucid dreaming is definitely a key to unlocking your subconscious mind like things that you're working on in your day-to-day life i've had loads of challenges and tests oh. i don't want to go into them all but i've had so many i've spoken about them on this podcast yes Tests so is a many.
0: big thing for me. Yeah, that's so interesting. You say that. God, what were you saying? I, yeah. I, I don't want to. So, uh,
1: yeah, I was gonna say it's been it's definitely a part of it is some sort of subconscious thing that you need to work on in your life anyway. and like it gives like an you sort of metaphors ground. within the dream realm. Yeah. To work oh on god. And, yeah. And yeah. Stuff yeah. Fully. Like
0: that. And do you know what? I won't say I won't say the words because <laughs> I think maybe they were actually private words. But I get taught things. Imagine. Uh, do you know what? This, I don't know what this means. Maybe someone can tell me. Um. But I'd say 90% of my dreams are in school or in some sort of training facility. Um, I very, very rarely have dreams where I'm not in a school or in a training facility. That's wilder. And I am given words, which when I use the words, when I'm trying to do things like astral projection or when I'm trying to do things like a lucid dreaming, for example, I've got this one word that when if I because I think it all throughout the day, so that when I am dreaming, hopefully at some point my brain will do it you know, just by habit. But when it happens, when I use these words, they're they're like significant words for for me, you know, and to everyone else they probably sound like nothing, yeah, but um, the craziest thing <laughs> is that this word is also the name of a town. Right where my fiance is from, like, or his father's from, in in India, which was even more creepy. Out of all of India, which is just such a huge place, that this word that I've been given, um, also happens to be the name of a place where my, you know, partner's dad's from. I'm gonna go there and see what happens when I'm there. You know, meditate there and chant this word.
1: I mean, have you with the sense of? I love that. In the sense of Robert Wagner, I mean, he has some. I remember he had some crazy stories about. Yeah, there was a famous story about a lady who was given sort of what you just said, some sort of message that was that had some sort of significance within them and then they went and sort of it was something to do with a will they needed the code for a will or something like that and the and the woman got the code for the will and actually no. got the deeds to the house Where? that there was a family <sighs> dispute but there's so many stuff i mean i had oh a, my
0: god that's so interesting i wonder if that word's going to come into play then
1: yeah there was yeah. i had a and i had a weird one one the other day a weird dream yeah and it was i don't know if it was like lucid dreaming or vivid dreaming. it's. dreaming sometimes it, it becomes blurry it's sometimes hard to yep. distinguish yep. but i had yep. one way i woke up in the bedroom well i thought it was, i woke up in the bedroom thought you
0: were in the bedroom love those ones and they're I very on the wall <coughs>
1: and i could see all these hieroglyphs on the wall and <gasps> wow. then all of a sudden i was just looking around the room like this thinking what, what on a, who's
0: done all this did you write them down i not couldn't i couldn't even you can't even visualize them i couldn't yeah i get that there
1: were hieroglyphs.
0: i i get i get versions of that sometimes with the things that come always being shown stuff and taught things and do you know what? this is really really weird i've had a dream where um i basically <laughs> this is gonna make me sound completely insane but i had a, a dream where i was basically told that i was gonna be used to help do something that that something's going to go wrong for people Uh, do you know a lot of my life I've had very very terrifying like apocalyptic dreams I'm not saying there's going to be some crazy apocalypse but what I'm saying is that um, there may be some sort of shift in perhaps uh, human consciousness or something that is not necessarily going to be positive but the, the training I was receiving in my dreams was to help with this and um I I have like a f- it's literally like a few like precise like education <coughs> institutions in my dreams that I always return to and it's just like what is going on like what is this don't staz every morning when I wake up I'm like oh, I was at school again every single dream I have I write down my dreams every single morning yeah, I've got yeah, like hundred yeah. hundreds now literally hundreds and hundreds and the most repeating theme is. I'm in school, I'm in school learning, I'm being taught stuff, I'm being shown stuff, I'm being shown how to do magic spells, I've been shown how to make things shrink, which is very interesting, because astrologically, um, I'm supposed to do healing with my hands, and one of the things I was shown in these dreams, with a, with a key word, don't say it, <laughs> I know you might say it, um, with this key word, was how to put your hand over something um, that is like a bug, or like something not nice, and to shrink it down. I was shown what to say in my head and how to do it with my hands and how to use my breath like th- from my dreams like oh, it's
1: wild did you hear the story about <laughs> robert wagner spoke about this story on the podcast it was a wild story and oh i'm gonna have to listen to he, them he said he said this he, he said this yeah dream great yeah he said this really wild story where because you know robert wagner he's a very vivid lucid dreamer I've, read,
0: I've only i've only read that one <coughs> book you know with the cover with the doorway that's yeah. open that's the only one i've read and i read that Maybe three years ago now. So I'm gonna have, but he 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 really did so much for me. Um, he's got more books. Yeah, he's got loads Oh, I'm gonna have to get them then.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but Robert Wagner had a dream where he said that he woke up in a dream. The way he calls that, he woke up within the dream, became lucid, uh, had what's the word you use? Lucid, lucid, lucidity. Yeah, in the dream, and he said he was ushered into sort of a. He was in a supermarket in a like a shopping mall for people who's in America oh my God, and God, these, had, these figures had, grab these i've had hands. so many shopping mall dreams Or should, yeah yeah you're buying too many clothes and dreams <laughs> <laughs> no it's so always i'm i'm always doing
0: <laughs> weird things and sh- no whenever okay it's not very sorry i'm completely interjecting here but whenever it is in a shopping mall it's i'm always like doing weird things like
1: skateboarding or something bizarre because i well, yeah. anyway carry on sorry. yeah so anyway he <laughs> says that these these sort of dream figures he calls them ushered him into this room yeah, and he was at the table and they were sort of asking him questions about the nature of reality and nature of consciousness and stuff oh,
0: stop it I literally have had that
1: and he said that oh my gosh he said it was like the, sorry no this was the example I actually give to him I said it was because I proposed this to him I said it, it seems to me like if see if a UFO came on the landed on this planet now there would be FBI officials and government officials that would would sort of usher them in a room just very similar to what they did today. and be like what's going Question on and what's the nature of reality where do you come from blah 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 and he and he, he had that sense of where that happened. So
0: those. Now I've had a dream very have,
1: similar to that as well. Where, you have, but this was a weird one. It was, it was. Where was
0: it? Can I ask?
1: I don't know. It was. It seemed like Mexico or something. Oh really?
0: <laughs> okay. I, cause I I had one too, but it was in a cave. Oh wild. And and, and I had. I was asked all these per- very personal questions. I was asked what w- what did I think was going on, what 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 did I expect to happen next, and you know what what was it like, sort of uh being in my head you know um I was told some things about my relationship and uh, you know with with my partner and you know my friend like uh, a couple of my friendships a friend that I've had since I was very very young I was told what the nature of that friendship was and 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 uh like like you said Robert Wagner said about just like what is reality and it's very very strange and it's like <laughs> what is going on and then as these things because I'll tell you what the dream life is as i'm sure it is for you from what you've said very intense very um vivid and uh peculiar and over the past i don't know i'm gonna really let the cat out of the bag here but why not this is probably the podcast for it there are i was never a believer of ufos or anything like that you know that was not my bag at all didn't believe it was like no it's rubbish Oh, Jesus. Oh. Enough. Okay. Enough.
1: Well. I've seen a before. I I I
0: <laughs> I literally shit you not like there and, and and he will start barking. There are I don't know what they are. Oh. Oh gosh. That's yeah, fine. It's fine. I I I don't know I don't know what they are, but there are things around us that can phase in and out of this dimension. That the more that I have been going through this sort of like dream training almost the more the more or the less fearful i've been about the prospect of there being certain things around us which we can't necessarily see
1: yeah
0: you know at at first the more that i've become open to this and the more that i've been looking like stas knows like i'll be outside with my binoculars out for like hours at a time i i i don't ever like unless <laughs> i can just imagine it yeah, with like, binoculars I'm like, I'm like sometimes in her bathroom it's mad it's, <laughs> it's like a wizard with a big bathroom with a cape and she walks around with the binoculars and these areas. binoculars are huge yeah. i've got these huge um like celestial it says yeah keep them there these huge they're celestron binoculars and, and I'm I'm listening to I'm listening to me you know something about astrology and you know I'm out there in my binoculars yeah. for literally <laughs> every single day like for yeah. hours and I've got him up he's like trying to take the dog out you know just to go to the toilet and I'm like no let's go to the field and like I'll yeah. like force him to sit in the field and lie in the grass <laughs> and stare at the sky for like an hour and he's just like going out it was my like what did I get into here and I'm like UFOs <laughs> 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 but basically um, I don't know what they are But the more this dream training has gone on, the more that I've become open-minded, the more that I'm looking, the more that I'm asking these questions, (sighs) I don't know what they are, but they're things. And you can ask them to come, and they freaking come. And it's very, very... I don't know if you've had anyone on who said anything like that. Do you know about this? Yeah, we've
1: had um, a guy called... (laughs) No, no, we had a guy called (laughs) Andrew Collins, which is a really good podcast. And he's an actual... What is interesting about him, when he came on our podcast, he's somebody who... He's very thorough in his research. I mean, you, you know, yeah. you have certain people, I mean, I'm probably similar to myself where I can yeah. speak about a concept, but I don't really understand the full workings of it from like right, a scientific right. level. But he he's uh, he's somebody who has a, he comes from a very sort of scientific background and he, really he does it, a lot of research. He, <laughs> yeah. he he believes that. He talks about the ancient cultures, actually, and he has some really interesting theories about that. He works with Graham Hancock a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. And he, but he brought forward a theory on our podcast that he believes that UFOs are actually something like in a dimensional, okay, okay, Like some, yeah. some on a, in a dimensional level, something's going on that we don't fully 100%. understand. Hundred
0: percent, and me and Staz, So I, I went to a field down the road because round here it's quite rural. There's not, you know, it's we're not in London here. I went to a field just down the road. There's like huge fields, and I just had a feeling, and it's almost like now I've that feeling. I'm like, was it a feeling, or was I sort of? intuitively being told to go to this field because it was a very random place for me to choose to go to but i did and um i had some experiences there which to this day i just pfft, pfft, i mean what the fuck and so i took him there the next day the same thing happened next day we took the neighbor
1: your neighbor, you <laughs> Just, always pick the neighbor, don't you? Yeah,
0: you pick the, I pick the neighbor because the <laughs> neighbor's a nice guy. I've known him for a long yeah. time, and like he's open-minded. I fuck off.
1: <laughs> 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 uh, you know, we like, I, we've actually we, we got, don't even speak to each other, and you want us to come see UFOs in the <laughs> field with you? What do you want to do? Chris? Do you know what we got? We got lucky with our
0: na- all our neighbors around here are dudes. <laughs> literally like they are like our guys yeah. in it. Like all of our neighbors here are amazing. So we took this one neighbor. And <laughs> and um we should call him a friend. He's your he's he's really, really close friends with Stas now actually. But um yeah, anyway took him and whatever these things are hell they put on a show for us like they put on a show didn't they? that was the weirdest thing like and it was because and this is the weirdest thing you have to ask first they don't just like turn up like yo what's good <laughs> you have to sit there and the way I do it is I I sort of go into a slight meditative state project from my you know, my heart hey guys like I'm not scared I'm ready I'm cool yeah. can you uh can you come say what's up and within seconds right stas like within seconds you'll see something just and the way i put it is just phase in because they'll phase out quickly you know and they'll they'll hide behind trees they'll hide behind houses um but they'll sort of then they'll like slowly phase in like hello and it's the weirdest freaking thing in the world
1: here's, so- here's something as well and just to sort of play devil's advocate as well because mm-hmm. i'm with you i'm completely with you, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> but yeah uh, just obviously for other people as well mm-hmm. so because a question i keep asking myself is just to try to try to stay level-minded is is that what you're experiencing is that is that from yourself or is it something in the physical from uh, outside I've, of yourself you know yeah i've questioned just two sentences because you said that you said that you actually you felt like you mm-hmm. had to alter your state of consciousness to interact with that world. Well, only but if you take psychedelics, kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <But laughs> yeah. If you take if you take psychedelics yeah, you like yeah. D M T or something like that. Yeah. There's a when you take the DMT, it, yeah. it feels like the place that you're going to is like they're they are they are always there. They're always there. So they're, they're all the like, time. Oh, welcome, welcome, yeah. welcome. Yes. And it just feels like you're just switching your dialer a little bit.
0: Everyone that takes D M T has said that. <coughs> that it feels like it's just an it's something that's always overlaid our reality, and you just sort of tune into it like a radio station and you tune back. But um, this it, when I say we're going to meditative state, I don't mean that I actually start meditating. I just sort of quiet my mind. Right. I just sort of you know shut my thoughts up for a minute and I just think, hi, mm. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm cool. If you want to come, say what's good, and um, and they do, and and and, and they they do, and. I'm still to this day like tr- my brain is trying to find any reason for it not to be what it is like my my, my critical like yeah. suspicious you know skeptical mind is like girl you know they're just planes or like you know they're just like um one of those drones or something but I
1: don't they're, know. but they're not are they because it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's really weird though how we try to sort of contextualize and use our human sort of uh, human sort of labels and tendencies if, to like sort yeah. of label things, but yeah, well, these some, things, some of these experiments, can't experiments experiment, ex- experiences, yeah. you can't really label them.
0: Uh, do you know what I? I don't want to try and label it for that exact reason that you just said, but there are videos on YouTube if anyone wants to go have a look, where what I am describing has been caught on film and put on YouTube. I've got I've got it on video as well, but I am not trying to quite put it out there yeah. and um, you'd want to be the UFO
1: girl <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean yeah, the sound of that as an idea sounds dope I know, I'd be that all day long but the reality of that is probably counterproductive um, to what I'm trying to achieve right now <laughs> but I, I, I'd rather sort of integrate it into what I'm doing yeah. slowly ease people into it you know what I mean yeah. Um, but yeah uh, there are videos on YouTube if you go into YouTube and you type in the word orbs <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe i'm doing this mm-hmm. um but like orange orbs or like the ones the ones that are really weird the ones that you know fuck around with trees like i don't know what that whole thing is but i've called him many a time into the kitchen just like stars because we've got loads of trees and like a big okay so where we live I'm, I'm pretty sure whatever this stuff wherever this stuff occurs does seem to be around big bodies of water big you know expanses of grass or fields and lots of trees got lots of trees there Then we've got a field behind it and then we have a huge reservoir there next door next door and we yeah i mean yeah um <laughs> have you ever seen the, the, we've seen some I mean, strange things for sure
1: we'll wrap it up soon but i'll you just yeah, tell yeah. you about this when you're speaking about that have you ever seen the? i'm sure it's called wrenching forest i think it's called famous ufo we watched it the other day yeah, it's a famous UFO uh, situation, but that Nuts. was that was all military person- personnel who they described like sort of an orb that was sort of following the around um, sorry, it was going around the the military base and as the yep. military personnel went out to to sort of inspect what this was the orb of light actually sort of followed them and kept moving and it was that they yes. described that as a as a red light. So there's yep. there's weird phenomenon going on as well.
0: We moved, so we were like let's go see Like we saw it across the field and we were like let's go over to where they are they just moved to where we were stood before it was the weirdest thing do you remember that mm. we were like let's right let's go over to them look they're like yeah you know, flashing a bear of them like so many of them doing the weird movements and things went over to them and they just went to where we were stood it was so it was, it was
1: like, oh, have you seen the the, the documentary uh, Bob Lazar the, uh, you bought Bob Lazar flying sources and UFOs yes I, it's I have I've, so it's one of the best documentaries I've ever seen That
0: I didn't see the documentary I documentary saw an now, interview there's a YouTube by channel a called guy
1: called Jeremy Corbyn it's just been done
0: what, Jeremy Corbyn not though. V- no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> we we've only. Yeah. So we um. Really he's got. He's writing down a list. This is my Virgo partner yeah. <laughs> He just has got lists for days. I always want you to write a list because, uh, you know, that I I literally don't really understand a list. Um, <laughs> kind of just go with whatever comes up intuitively. Um, but yeah. Um, that Rendlesham Forest thing first of all I just want to touch on that watch that crazy love how they tried to say it was a lighthouse yeah that was really <laughs> funny <fascinating. laughs> brilliant like a lighthouse. light they always see a
1: lighthouse do
0: they a, like a lighthouse anyway they've got, they've got a job to do they have you know um, standards in society to maintain and you know ideologies to prevent from resurfacing I would imagine so a lighthouse fair enough that's what you're going to go with yeah. not the most imaginative thing I've ever heard yeah. of but it will do um, these things are, uh, the the orb things, uh, uh, yeah, just type in orange orbs and maybe some trees or whatever. Um, but with the uh, Bob Lazar guy, I haven't seen what you're talking about, but I did watch something about him and how they tried to basically be like, Who's Bob Lazar? Yeah. I was like, What do you mean, who's Bob Lazar? He's the guy that you you've got to do all this really important stuff for you yeah, back like, engineer, like, hey, we UFO don't know technology. who Bob Lazar is like Bob Lazar's like I mean, see <laughs> is the, that? Story, the story is because the UFO <clears throat>
1: subject is I mean we've talked about it many times in the podcast and I've rambled on about Bob Lazar many times yeah but the reason why I always bring him up is because I'm someone who isn't like yourself I'm interested in UFOs and the inter, uh, U, and the UFO phenomenon I always try and stay balanced in regards to that I know that every single situation is not it's not a conspiracy it's not really a ufo because there is we ha- people have the technology and the capability to to generate and create systems Absolutely. now where they can fake people and with, i wonder about that yeah but with the bob lazar one yeah he's why i always bring him up for and i, have, I keep banging on for people to Rootin check him for out here yeah, room for bob <laughs> because he's, he's somebody who he he was he's not somebody who likes the limelight he's not no who, you can tell when you talking yeah that yeah. guy ain't lying and he's uh somebody who his 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 message, if you just watch the documentary, you'll see straight away that you get this. Just like what we were speaking before earlier in the podcast bring about again the intuition you got you'll sense straight you away can that feel
0: in your waters if someone's lying that he's lying. telling the truth he's telling know, the truth and apparently lots of like uh, and not only
1: that there's loads of scientific validation that you said yeah, about well, I'm sure I'm that sure
0: that he is I mean I, I hesitate to say this because I heard this theory that like sociopaths or like psychopaths like to think that they're psychic but or like or that they can psychically tell when someone's lying so let me just put myself in the chopping block and risk sounding like both of those things but um I definitely feel like I can just feel when something you, you know when someone's just talking because I'm very in touch my intuition my intuition my intuition just
1: knows it. when someone's lying. i am saying you don't have to go to that you don't have to go to to you don't have to call it something woo or, sp- or spiritual. It's just, you just just know in it
0: everyone you just know everyone's
1: had that feeling. Yeah. If you walk in a room and you think and you're like nah oh. th- this is shit this or like
0: that guy you know that just like that guy yeah. and in your head you're like oh that guy and then later on something happens and it's like. That
1: guy yeah. was, you know, and um, oh, it's that that way. Right. <laughs> you had it right, you had
0: it right, you had it right. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, um, uh, what's that same? That oh, that guy. <laughs> so, intuition, just I really, really, and the more I've strengthened my intuition, the more I'm able to. You know, there's videos, it's like body language analysis, like who's lying. I really, really have got good at just being able to be like, right, that person's freaking lying. And um, Bob Lazar, when I just saw him talking, much like the, was it Rendlesham?
1: Rendlesham Flores.
0: Just like those guys, when they're talking, do you remember watching those, like the serious exposure thing? Like, Like some of them I was a bit like, but then some of them I was like,
1: but yeah I think we have good, we have like good bullshit de- shit detectors I think as human beings you, yeah. do, th- you do sense it
0: but the, I feel I d- and I definitely think the more you ex- exercise your spiritual faculties the more your bullshit detector gets
1: refined and it is hard to find your way through that as well because yeah. there's a lot of crap wrapped <laughs> in it as well
0: yeah for sure um, but yeah that, that Rendlesham Forest the, the the guy who there was a video on serious exposure that we watched do you remember yeah, Dr. We, Stephen Greer It was the one that was there the guy that was there at the Rendlesham Forest I wish I could get his name now um, do you remember the interview? The first in yeah, yeah, yeah. check on YouTube. Just There's so a great
1: documentary know. called uh, "It's It's A All." This is one of the things that started me off on my journey. It's called UFO Hunters. On your by list, th- please, Mr. By Virgo. Th- by three guys who <laughs> who sort of went around exploring all these different sort of conspiracies wow. in regards to UFO conversations. UFO Hunters. You UFO say UFO Hunters. That it's was a TV show instead of a yeah, it's a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> really uh, really good <laughs> Thanks, i think mate. i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna hire him actually to be my sort he's of. he's great guy. honestly like
0: I, and if you, you want to
1: sort of bullshit <laughs> on a topic you can just sort of prove us right google it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like how joe like like how joe rogan has um yeah, jamie jamie yeah <laughs> he's my jamie <laughs> he actually is i reckon yeah it's, it's so funny um but yeah it's, i i have like this like pisces sort of stream of thoughts and on the opposite side of the zodiac is virgo and stas is virgo his his moon, my moon's in Pisces, his moon's in Virgo, and he literally Officer is Officer Larry Warren. Officer Larry Warren, there yeah. you go. Yeah. And he literally is in life, this is our this is our dynamic where I'm just like a stream of thoughts and he just refines them and he just makes sense of the sort of like, you know, psychic blabble that yeah. comes out <laughs> of my mouth. But yeah, um so that guy that he just said, um, when I was listening to him talking about this and Forest thing was a big game changer for me because while I was experiencing all these very odd things in the sky and feeling like i was potentially losing my mind thinking i was communicating with beings of light like (laughs) whilst that's occurring i then stumble across this documentary with these people who my bullshit detector is not going off whatsoever there is the ring of truth in everything they're saying i'm watching them like you know waiting for some slip up waiting for some sort of sign that they're uncomfortable with what they're saying so these guys are just speaking as if it you know something that just yeah, happened. If it fr- if it's, if still it's still in front of exactly them, in front of them. and that's 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 when you know when someone's like this happened and um they all have that so i now feel somewhat liberated to talk about this weird things that have been happening yeah. and it all and i and, and um lovely full circle to maybe wrap up on if you're wanting to end this is that becoming introspective and you know asking all of these big questions um as much as there are many difficulties and there there are many struggles and It can be very isolating and, you know, you can at times really question whether you are losing your mind, um, which I do feel is a fundamental part of the process. Um, There are a lot of experiences which life, the universe, God, Divine Mother, whatever you want to call her, rewards you with and shows you that if you're asking questions, there is something that's listening and ready and waiting to take your questions and will give you an answer and these answers are the most rewarding part of it all because it doesn't always feel worth it you know like asking questions about life and getting asking questions about yourself and getting the truth about that can be really uncomfortable asking questions about your family and getting the truth about that can be very uncomfortable same for society same about all the people that you once relied on to tell you the truth about this world and and life and you find it's all bullshit very uncomfortable but then you then you do start to sort of realize that and tarot is a good one for this you realize that when you pick a tarot card there's a part of you which knows the definition of every single tarot card so that when you pick the most perfect tarot card for the question that you must have known what they all were to pick that one and there is something all around you all the time that is guiding you and Waiting for you to reach a point in your consciousness where you are comfortable enough to know the answers. And then when you start to know the answers, you know, remember how we were saying about how do you deal with, you know, bad things or, you know, how, do you think that you can take the down times in life a little bit easier? Yeah, because this is what else is going on. And this puts all of that into some real perspective. And life becomes much more like a movie because yes you have bad times but movies have scary parts movies have you know sad parts um but they also have exhilarating parts and they have beautiful parts and they have exciting parts and you know they have twists and all that stuff and that is what my life has become it's become like just one long like exploration (laughs) and um and uh it's just become one big movie and um it's admittedly becoming like a sci-fi movie these days, but I like a sci-fi. I've never seen Star Wars, but still like, <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> like let's leave it there. Leave all right. Yeah. Great there you end. go. Great there end. you go. Cool. cool. Fist bump. Fist bump. <laughs> Yay! Cool. I love that by the way. What a conversation.
0: Yeah. And what,
1: what a cool podcast conversation that was. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Really was cool. Chatting to Clara. I hope the the some of the pops and clicks, if you noticed them in the podcast on the audio, hope that didn't bother you too much. I actually just realised a few days ago that I hadn't clicked the setting correctly on the on the sort of recording system that I use. I don't know. I'm still trying to find find and stumble you through all this technology. I'm trying to get better at having conversations and figure out better ways to take this podcast to the next level and. In the middle of that, there's equipment and all of all the other stuff going on in the human experience. So I hope you can give us a pass on that one. So like I said, I've now figured out the right button to press so that the, the sound won't be... So the sound quality will be much better from now on. So hopefully, after probably the next three or four episodes, the sound quality should be 100% even better. I promise you that. As you will tell if you listen to this now, the sound will be much better. But anyway, that's me rambling on now. That's enough. You've listened to a long podcast. So anyway, thanks so much for tuning in. If you can, find it in your heart to support the podcast. It would really mean a lot. Peace out.